I used to be super cynical when it came to career jobs. You know, like I, I felt like maybe I had a tad of entrepreneurial spirit, but I just always felt like I wanted to eventually own my own stuff. So as soon as I worked in a job, I would just save up enough capital and then just go at it, whether it's a YouTube channel full time or a podcast full time or maybe creating a, a app or something full time or getting a gen- venture with my friends or going into real estate. I just always pictured myself as, you know, someone who was a full time entrepreneur. However, going into the workplace and especially with COVID as dark as it is, I really enjoy working. I I really do. Like there's something about, you know, working on these like mundane tasks with your colleagues and just that structure and that guaranteed pay and income that just makes your lifestyle so easy to breathe and so comfortable. You know, once you start making around 70, 80, 90 grand, um, it's realistically enough to pay for any lifestyle that you relatively have. Unless the way you're living is extremely expensive, um, then of course it's a little not, but Honestly, it's a lot of money. 80 grand is a lot of money. It really is. And especially if you're someone who likes to invest, like myself, um, you really don't need much more. However, let's be real. We're human beings. It's all about growth for us. And we are never comfortable just remaining the same and remaining stagnant. And as I started to really approach my adulthood and think about careers in general, I had to start pondering and thinking deeper about what it means to pursue a career in finance. You see, first, as any any person who's really in love with finance and really passionate about finance, the first place that you're going to look is capital markets. And for those really passionate people, probably want to become an investment banker. You want to become some sort of equity research associate. You want to work on some sort of trading desk, maybe. Like, you just want to work in investment banking, mergers and acquisitions, wherever you can fit in, right? However, if you're a true investor, going and working in capital markets or going and working in the bank or working in a place where Literally, you need disclosures out your booty cheeks. Um, it doesn't really conduce a very investing-friendly environment. I mean, if everything, you've got to disclose every single trade you make, well, with the speed of the market sometimes, sometimes you just don't want to or you get lazy on disclosing your type of trades you make. And, of course, you could get in some serious trouble if you end up to hit on a trade that coincides with a trade that your bank has made. So with me loving finance, but not necessarily wanting to commit to a capital markets role, it kind of stirred me in towards more of the mid-management corporate finance accounting type of world. And one of the things that really surprised me about this world was how inherently, I want to say difficult, but not intuitive the path to 100K is if that makes sense you see with a lot of jobs like if you're an investment banker you're making a hundred plus k out the gate consulting a hundred plus k out the gate a lot of capital market jobs you land at around 80 to 90k and eventually you're just staying in that job you're gonna eventually make a hundred plus k 
But with these corporate finance type roles or with these FP&A type roles, I couldn't imagine the amount of like just disrespect that um, the finance profession has gotten over the years. It seems like everywhere is demanding a CPA, like you're a literal expert at finance. Any sort of accounting change that happens, you can directly translate into the EBITDA impacts of your business. You can manage a budget, manage a forecast, do all these things, but you're not necessarily considered worth a 100K salary. I found that super strange. And like the more I thought about it and the more I thought about the roles that are really valued in an organization, and came to the conclusion that clearly the workplace is heading towards a data-driven environment. What does that mean? People who are experts at using SQL and managing large data or using data visualizations tools like Tableau or being able to code with Python or R or strong statistics using SAS, like these people are going to over deliver and really be compensated for it. I mean, a lot of people who just go into data scientists entry level are starting around 80, 90K and they're on usually their career paths. Literally, if they just keep going and specializing on different things or taking on different projects, easily approaching 100K plus very quickly and very predictably. Whereas in the finance world, it seems they try to give you that glass ceiling very early. And unless you wanna become, unless you're able, I should say, to break into management in a world where there's way less management positions and there's way more worker and entry level positions, unless you wanna play the political game and try to rise up the company, I mean, that 100K mark is way farther than I first anticipated. In 2020, 2021, and 2022, Flight Crew, we need a game plan. And I think I know the exact game plan to get you and your wealth and your money past that 100K mark. It's called LinkedIn. I think it's the cheat code. I think it's the absolute cheat code when it comes to increasing your value in the marketplace. The first thing that really sticks out to me, and like me, I've never really been on LinkedIn, but I've been on recently, but the first thing that really sticks out to me is just the level of transparency that comes through when looking for jobs. They tell you, what the expected earnings are in your area for that position. And of course, you can go on the job board and look at the required skills and everything. And it's really in-depth way to look and research the type of career you want. After you look at the job postings, you can easily go on LinkedIn Learning and learn the basics of the courses that you need. Now, in the world that I am now, I think everyone should be literally learning as much data skills as they need to, as possible, honestly. 
whether that's coding, Python, becoming a data analyst, data scientist, I think this skill over indexes when it comes to compensation like a hundredfold. It, it doesn't even make sense. Obviously, you learn that advanced Excel because if you're in any sort of business analyst or finance role, you learn that Excel to really push your skills. And after that, those these data skills that you can learn on LinkedIn Learning, and then after, of course, Udemy or Coursera, these skills you can learn online pay back so much in dividends. And on LinkedIn, they put a certificate right on your page. So before back in the day, you used to have to get 100K or 50K um, MBA to really move up in the corporation. But nowadays, with a public library card, you can access LinkedIn Learning for free or Linda for free. And using the skills that you learned there, either boost up your resume in your current organization to get a higher paying position within it, or use that to jump to another organization that will pay you for the skills that you've acquired. And then also on LinkedIn, I, I found this a fascinating place. Like if you're seriously about making a over hundred K, I think LinkedIn literally made it a cheat code for you. Fascinating thing about LinkedIn. You can literally, there's an option there. I don't know if everyone's done this before, but I just found out last week, so I'm new. You can turn on if you want recruiters to contact you. And you can turn it on in a way where no one within your own organization can see that you're available to be contacted. How amazing is that? Honestly, think about it. How how amazing is that? So not only can you be actively looking for a position if you want, but at the same time, you can be passively looking for one as well. And finally, I think one of the secret cheat codes of LinkedIn learning, of LinkedIn in general, is the insane amount of organic reach it has. It's crazy. Literally, I was looking for a mortgage. I've been going to, um, you know, look at houses. You know, I'm trying to buy one within the next three months and. I saw a post on LinkedIn, literally my friend shared an article about a mortgage and I didn't even know he was a mortgage broker. Literally hit him up and now I might get a mortgage from him. How insane is that? He's been posting on Facebook for like every day he told me. And he was surprised that he even saw what, that I, he did something on LinkedIn and I didn't even saw it, like he didn't even know. And yet I'm on Facebook like every day talking to my friends. I never saw any of this post, but on LinkedIn, he shares like one thing and I saw his post instantly. I think one of the greatest strategies ever is just writing an article every two weeks about anything, literally anything. Obviously somewhat professional related, but I think just that possibility of that just going viral within your network I think gets you into conversations with people above that possibly could get you some serious, um, how you say, what's the word? Some serious compensation pay. I really do. You just put, like if you're going into some sort of data analyst role, you just write 
different trends in data that you're seeing, whether it's what's happening with like AWS and Azure or what's happening with, um, I don't know, just talk about how all of these stores where like there's literally um, you'll walk in the store and you get a product and you'll walk out and you don't have to talk to anybody. Like you, the, the building just knows you tap your card and whatever's in your cart, it automatically bills to you. Like that, that stuff's crazy. Talk about articles like that. I think just having conversations on LinkedIn and putting on the pulse makes you such an attractive employee. And I think it's going to be, it's like the easiest gateway tool to promotions and job switching there is. I think, honestly, if I had to make a guess, all the people who will start using LinkedIn regularly and start really thinking about their career and their resumes and adding to their portfolio, I think it's a foregone conclusion that all those people are going to make over 100K, which is insane. 100K just 10 years ago used to be something that was exclusively to like MBAs or to people who grew up in families who made 100K so they could tell them. But I think now with LinkedIn and the transparency there, it's very easy and very fast to research what areas pay a lot, what skills you need to get there, and then to build up the criteria on LinkedIn through the LinkedIn learning classes and then apply that to your real job or just use those courses to have recruiters contact you because they can see your interest in that stuff. I think it's honestly the 100K cheat code and could really get you to 100K faster than you think. And as always, the best, most brightest investors are the uneducated ones. That's because the uneducated investor, they never stop learning. What do you think about LinkedIn? I honestly love it. It's part of the reason I threw out so much money into Microsoft this year. Um, I just thought, I'm like, wow, they own LinkedIn. That's a phenomenal product. And obviously what they're doing with um, Azure is obviously amazing too. They're going to dominate the cloud um, space. So I just I just think LinkedIn is a phenomenal product and getting to know it better could make you a lot of money. And as always, Flight Crew, we got to take off.